the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. I am Seth Liebson. The shooting deaths. Highland Park. What is there left to say about them? The lacrimal ducks are dry. The voices are sore. The politics around them at either fever fever pitch or deafening silence. Silence, you ask? Well, as we all focus on the Highland Park shooting, I can certainly explain the hoarse and sore throats and voices. Drug-addled, highly confused and self-destructive, knowingly troubled adolescents and young adults with brains disrupted and psychotically changed by marijuana and other drugs, who everyone knew about, including law enforcement, does exactly what the pathway he was on to do. And we're supposed to be surprised? The only surprise is that there is surprise, or that too many in this country ignore or condemn those of us that have sore throats from speaking on all of this. Lacrimal ducks dry. Well, some are and some aren't. Six people were killed in a singular event in Highland Park this weekend. Do you know that more people, a third more, were killed in the same adjacent city of Chicago by senseless violence after 57 others were shot in Chicago in the same weekend? in what used to be known as the city of broad shoulders and weekend in and weekend out. That has been true for at least two years and nobody cares. In fact, the mayor of that city has made news. She made news for speaking publicly last weekend. And what is it that drew her courage and attention to speak out at a massive rally last weekend? It was to say and be known for saying F Clarence Thomas, except she used the whole word. Clarence Thomas is the mayor of Chicago's main concern. And the FDA and this administration is, when it comes to drugs, concerned about nicotine. That's what it's going about banning. Suggestion for the nicotine users. Pass propositions in your states to legalize Juul. See what the FDA and the ATF and the FBI do. You see, state after state has been doing that with marijuana, and that is an illegal substance under federal law, and the feds don't care. They care about nicotine. Marijuana is linked to psychosis with adolescent use. And as Alyssa Finley at the Wall Street Journal points out, it was the drug of choice in mass shootings at Representative Gabby Gifford's constituent meeting in Tucson, Arizona, the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, in Parkland, Florida, and the Uvalde, Texas, school shooting. Medical study after medical study, research journal after research journal, even your National Institutes for Health reports people who have taken large doses of the drug may experience an acute psychosis, which includes hallucinations, delusions, and a loss of the sense of personal identity. Countless studies have also leaked chronic cannabis use to schizophrenia. 
A meta-analysis in January examining 591 studies concluded that early marijuana use among adolescents was associated with a significant increase in the risk of developing schizophrenia. But to the government and the left, nicotine is the problem. Let me make this easy. Give a 16-year-old a car and a pack of cigarettes or a jewel and have him drive your beloved aunt or uncle somewhere. Now, would you do the same if instead of a pack of cigarettes or a jewel, you just gave him one joint of marijuana or one toke of high-potency marijuana? Nobody would allow that road trip because everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about, and it doesn't even rise to the level of psychosis in that one car ride. We live in a lie on all this stuff, and you want me to be mad about Highland Park? It was predicted. It was predictable. It was common, the violence, because it's been going on every weekend in Chicago and other major cities, and nobody on the left wants to do a single thing about it because it drives them to things that upset their base and that they don't want to admit. What things? Illegal drugs are a problem. Today's marijuana is not the same as Woodstock. Black-on-black violence is as bad as black-on-white or white-on-black violence, I would think. All human beings are equal, and their lives should be treated equally, but they're not. A lot of drugs are flowing in from a border they do not want to fix. A lot of crime that goes unaddressed is committed by people they find it politically unhelpful to incarcerate. Rules of life and standards of behavior don't seem to matter to them. Anime and waste are not a good condition for our youth. They don't want to talk about it. Screen time and ahistorical contexts about the history and present condition of this country are rife in these communities that are taught that cops are the problem and that America is the problem and that capitalism and ethics like work are the problem. And that is all wonderfully great grist for the Democratic and left-wing talking points and fundraising points mill. But like fool's gold, pyrite, it is less than worthless. And it, like a political Gresham's law of sorts, will chase out, when common enough, good and better and sustainable ideas. Forces of composition are being overwhelmed by the forces of decomposition when those forces are in the hands of a leadership that peddles and survives off this political pyrite. Governor Pritzker of Illinois, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, President Biden, Vice President Harris, and the entire warp and woof of the Democratic Party peddles this currency. And I'm supposed to be surprised the obvious and natural outcomes of such junk thought and rotten politics eventuate? As usual, C.S. Lewis has it and had it just right. Quote, good philosophy must exist if for no other reason, because bad philosophy needs to be answered. The cool intellect must work not only against cool intellect on the other side, but against the muddy heathen mysticisms which deny intellect altogether. Most of all, perhaps we need intimate knowledge of the past. Not that the past has any magic about it, but because we cannot study the future and yet need something to set against the present to remind us that periods and that much which seems certain to the uneducated is merely temporary fashion. A man who has lived in many places is not likely to be deceived by the local errors of his native village. The scholar has lived in many times and is therefore in some degree immune from the great cataract of nonsense that pours from the press and the microphone of his own age. Close quote. We live in a great cataract of nonsense. And you bet 
it pours from the press and the microphones of our age. Here's the only time you'll hear this, as the Highland Park shooting will be used for lots of attention, mostly pyrite and political purposes. Here's the only time you will hear a broadcaster speak of this from this past weekend. In New York City, 13 people were shot and three killed in six incidents across the city this past weekend. In Kansas City, Missouri, six people were shot in three separate incidents overnight Monday, and two people died in the violence. A shooting following a concert at the T-Mobile Center near the Power and Light District left four people wounded just after midnight. Two others were shot in separate shootings in the city. In Richmond, Virginia, six people, four men and two women, were shot yesterday. In Halston City, Texas, three officers and one civilian were injured in a shooting Saturday night. Police officers shot. That make the news? One person was killed. Four others were injured in Kenosha, Wisconsin, when gunfire erupted around 10.20 p.m on 25th Avenue. All five victims in the incident were adults. Not so in Indianapolis. An eight-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy playing in a bounce house were shot during a 4th of July cookout. Now at a party that says, F the founding of this country, our one uniting principle of brotherly love we can all rally to, and a party, the same one, that turns a deaf ear to death threats against Supreme Court justices and institutions of neonatal care because they don't like a Supreme Court decision. Anyone here remember the phrase lost generation? It was about the post-World War, excuse me, it was about the post-World War I disoriented, wandering, directionless spirit of the young men of the 1920s. At least that's how one historian put it. Your Hemingways and Gertrude Steins wrote about it. Hannah Arendt wrote about it a generation later, as it was forming again. The lost are bitter, she wrote, and then explained it this way, quote, Nothing seems to be of interest but psychological deformation, social torture, personal frustration, and general disillusion. This is not nihilism. Indeed, to call this nihilism would be to pay them an entirely undeserved compliment. They did not cut deeply enough to be nihilists. They were too much concerned with themselves. They were too concerned to see the real issues. For what they remembered was everything. But they forgot everything that actually mattered. In other words... It's really solipsism married to narcissism with a strong dose of antinomianism where the law only applies to some people and lawlessness is the order of the day in most of these cities. The power and triumph of the self married to the triumph of the will. It's all that matters. Self-actualization. You want a good example of self-actualization? You see this with the sick grooming teachers who want to find and realize themselves by receiving the adulation of their kindergartners for their love and sex lives. Self-worth being found in the emotional stirrings of five-year-olds, giving the self-worth of a five-year-old to adults or children in adult bodies. All this junk, all this cataract of nonsense has suffused too many places here, including violence becoming more and more the ho-hum, work-a-day norm. All ignored, all becoming the coin of the realm, all becoming the atmosphere people in, in cities like Chicago and their suburbs live in. And yet we're supposed to be shocked by yet one more incident. Sorry, not shocked. You built this city. We need to talk about broken windows again. 
for certain. But we also need to talk about broken people and broken politics and broken souls, which are much harder to repair, but also much more important than glass windows. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Cool Touch Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. 17 years in business, Cool Touch Air Conditioning has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and has never received a complaint with the ROC. I've used them. My friends have used them. I love them, and I would use them again and again and again. Chris Funk and his team are just the best. They really are. And it's different there. You will know when you call, if you need to call for air conditioning repair, service, installation, inspection, you name it, or any plumbing problems. Check them out at 623-734-1932. That's 623-734-1932. Or visit them at CoolTouchAC.com. That's CoolTouchAC.com. A lot to do. Hope you had a great three-day weekend uh, Steve Hayward writes, it would seem Kamala Harris isn't the only senior person in the Biden administration afflicted with a case of SBS, severe banality syndrome. It's possible the disease is spreading throughout the administration. Behold our boy genius and Rhodes Scholar Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, who had this to say on CBS News about the large number of airline flight cancellations and delays over the weekend. You ready? This is a quote from your Secretary of Transportation. Quote, this is something that's affecting all of us, and it's affecting the economy when that happens because so many people can't get to where they need to be for work. So many people can't get to loved ones. We sent a lot of taxpayer funding specifically for purpose of keeping people employed at these airlines. And now they need to have the people and they need to have the resources to get people where they need to go. Are, are we just in the business of making sure we can conjugate sentences with no meaning whatsoever? We, we get the verb tenses right. They match, they, they match the nouns and pronouns, of course, and boy, howdy, do we have to be careful about pronouns. By the way, Adam Carolla was on this the other day. Bill, do you know where I'm going? Huh? Well, no, not that, not that, not that. This he, him, she, her. Do we need both? If you, if your pronoun is he, do we also need to be told that it's going to also be him? If your pronoun is she, is it necessary that you also tell us it's her? You do understand you're dealing with people of some intelligence here. Maybe not as intelligent as Pete Buttigieg, intelligent as Pete Buttigieg. But do is. All of this is just so weird. No one wants to talk about it, obviously, because they're in fear of getting canceled. So I, I you know, I, I or someone like Adam, I suppose, has the has the liberty because we're OK with this and our and our corporations back us up on this stuff. We're, we're in that privileged uh, environment, I suppose you could say. But but I have to ask what that's about. And no one wants it. We just kind of go on as if the emperor's clothes are beautiful when there are none. None. Zero. By the way, listen, Pete Buttigieg doesn't need to take all the incoming here. He does work for an administration that is headed by a president who put this tweet out over the weekend. 
My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. Okay. Mark Perry answers, per gallon of gas, the state tax average is 31 cents. The federal tax is 18.4 cents. The profit for a gas station average across the states is 4 to 7 cents. 4 to 7 cents. Meanwhile, the U.S. Oil and Gas Association is clapping back. Quote, working on it, Mr. President. In the meantime, have a happy fourth, and please make sure the White House intern who posted this tweet registers for Econ 101 for the fall semester. I suppose that's right. Uh, a lot of people need 101. I don't know if they need 101. The Democratic Party here in Arizona made national news because it's second largest county here, I guess, Pima, Democrats. We talked about this on Friday. They enjoyed doing this F the fourth. A lot of actors and actresses over Hollywood followed suit. You saw the finger Jessica Chastain gave to the 4th of July on her social media accounts. Wasn't that beautiful to behold? Jessica Chastain, best I can recollect, was paid millions of dollars to represent the United States intelligence and military apparatus in a movie about killing Osama bin Laden. What 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 about that leads her to put her finger to the rest of this country? Maybe she could turn those millions over that she made wearing the uniform and representing the uniform of this country to some charity. I don't care which one. It's a bit much, isn't it? Let me tell you, as long as we're talking about the intelligence in the Secretary of Transportation's office and the Vice President's office and the President's office, let me tell you about the intelligence you're dealing with here. Y'all heard of Bette Midler? You know who Bette Midler is? She may be one of the most famous actresses and Broadway performers in the history of America. Probably. Probably. Here's her tweet. Huh? Yeah, Rochelle Rochelle. It's been a long journey from Milan to Minsk. (laughs) I think I got that right. Here's her tweet from the weekend. No, not the weekend. July 4th, actually. Here's Here's her tweet from yesterday. Women of the world, exclamation point. We are being stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us woman anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators and even people with vaginas. I don't. I don't want them to erase you. Every human on earth owes you. Does she realize that's her side and her movement that's doing that? Does she understand? She doesn't. Do you think she has an intern that's tweeting this stuff out without her approval? Or maybe this is with her approval. Meanwhile, has-been of has-beens Deborah Messing is making news. Left-wing actress and activist, activist Deborah Messing reportedly yelled in frustration during a recent call with White House aides. Why is the White House holding aides with Holly, uh, holding conference calls with Hollywood actors and actresses? Why is the White House doing that? Why is Nancy Pelosi vacationing in Europe right now with all that's going on? Do they just not care? Messing said she'd gotten Joe Biden elected and wanted to know why she was being asked to do anything at all, yelling that he's not doing anything about abortion rights. Okay, if she thinks she got him elected. Remember earlier in my monologue? 
I said this is narcissism and solipsism and self-actualization. You bet. It just doesn't make any sense. The sentences are correct. The verb tenses are right. But it's essential meaninglessness and self-owning, especially when Bette Midler thinks that not calling women women is the conservatives doing. No, it's her side's doing. Maybe she'll become a Republican. Bringing back memories of his uh, salad days at Studio 54. Time for our culture and economy update with the great John Dombrowski. He is the founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. Of course, he also has his own radio show here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., The Word on Wealth. John, welcome back. I hope you had a great vacation. I did. I hope you did as well. And just for the record, I I have never been to Studio 54, (laughs) but I've been been to Studio 960. (laughs) Nice. Studio One in 960. Yes. Studio One. We're Studio One people. We couldn't even find Studio 54. (laughs) John, I wanted to ask you a couple things. This is is an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal today. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not a lot of people have contemplated this. Let me just give you a few sentences. Workers of a certain age and attitude will have to reckon with the coming recession. Rising inflation and a market downturn guarantee layoffs. The days of expecting employers to be grateful for your application will be gone soon. People who started work in the past dozen dozen years are about to experience their first tough job market. Hmm. And younger employees, not all but many, will need to make more realistic demands of the workplace. Kind of an interesting thing. I maybe a lot may, I, maybe a lot of people have thought about it. I hadn't. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of new uh, and younger hires over the last uh, decade or so, they may very well be facing an entirely new job market and employment market. Yeah. Well, well, what we're finding here is this this inflationary pressure we're feeling is beginning to really affect um, uh, you know employees because of the cost of uh, you know wages yeah. right now. Yeah. And as the cost of wages continue to increase to get people to work, there's going to come there's going to be a breaking point, mm-hmm. right? And uh, once that happens, we're starting to see some of the tech companies starting to, you know, talk about layoffs. Probably start to see uh, some some as as I said, if we get into the second half here, we'll probably start to see cutbacks in these companies. And the, the largest expense to most companies is their employee base. Uh, so that's a quick way for them to begin to cut their expenses. And unfortunately, uh, when that happens, uh, you know, it it's it's could be a domino type of fact. It could be, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, interestingly, on the sociology of this, you know, for all the people who have been complaining about difficulty with millennials in the mm-hmm. workplace, and people know what I'm talking about, and yeah. it's not universal, but there is something going on there. Sure. This is going to change a lot of those millennial type demands. I mean, I think a lot of employers are going to have to say, well, are we going to deal with the feelings or are we going to deal with the realities? Yeah. And they're going to be forced to deal with the realities. They have to. That's yeah. Gonna- <laughs> yeah. This problem may fix itself. In a weird way, <laughs> very well could. No, it, it might. Yeah, yeah. it's it's sad to say, but you're right, Seth. I mean, some of the demands that have occurred because of COVID and yeah. lockdowns and yeah. all the things that happened. Um, you know, the thought was okay, the balance and the life, and you know, all of that between work and life. Uh, maybe this is a good good thing for everyone, but uh, maybe uh, going back to you know just a straight you know forty hour work week, yeah. where you go to the office yeah. is probably. Uh, something that long-term is going to be in the best interest of uh, of everyone. Nicely put, John. Yeah. 
Nicely put. What else are you noticing in today's news on the economy, uh, if anything, uh, of import for us to keep our eyes on? Well, there's a couple of quick things that yep. did happen. First of all, the markets had a, a, a big sell-off at the beginning of the morning, uh, but had a nice recovery towards the end of the day. Uh, two things, oil prices substantially down lower. Uh, under $100 a barrel on oil. Uh, there's talk possibly of it going down to $65. I read an article here, uh, a barrel. Maybe that would happen. I don't know. Uh, then there's talk that it goes up to $200 a barrel. So you don't know who to believe, right? right. But it's, it, it, it could. I mean, there's, there's some things here that may cause oil prices to continue to fall. We also had interest rates, the 10-year Treasury dropping. Uh, and the dollar becoming stronger against, uh, you know, other currencies out there and maybe almost an even, uh, swap between the euro and the dollar, which hasn't happened for 20 years. Wow. So the dollar's getting stronger. What does that mean? Good, bad? Well, it's good for, for us as, you know, consumers, right? To buy if we're buying imported goods, but it's bad for exporters of U.S. goods. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's again a balance, uh, that the dollar has to maintain. Uh, a certain level of strength doesn't want to be too strong uh, because that that will then again hurt exporters of U.S. goods, which again could hurt the economy as we're trying to get to a point to where we don't fall into a recession or even a deep recession. Thank you, John. So that's a balance, balancing act. Appreciate it. <laughs> you Thank bet. you very much. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Henry Tippick and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you, John Dombrowski, you as bet. always. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. For those of you looking for a remarkable and unique investment opportunity with a great return for investors, check out my friends at Y Refi. I know them well. They are my friends. They are talking about a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a secure collateralized portfolio. Y Refi is a due diligence approved firm run by really great people doing really great work, helping people dig out a debt and doing so the right way by paying down their debts fully paying off their debts. They are investors doing really well by doing good for others, and you can too. How? Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, and then R-E-F-Y.com, investyrefi.com. Local company, you'll never get a sales pitch from them if you want to go visit them. They'll just tell you what they're up to and what they do and let it speak for itself. It will speak loudly. Investyrefi.com. Make sure you tell them I sent you. I wanted to do two things uh, on um, – yeah, well, let me do uh, the economy, and then I want to tell you about the NEA. You know what? Let me just do the NEA. I, this this can't pass. The National uh, Education Association, which is a teacher's union, uh, largest teacher's union in the uh, country, along with the American Federation of Teachers. The two of them are, are the combined uh, teacher's unions. Um They are uh, having an annual conference in Chicago, for what that's worth, an annual conference in Chicago. And uh, with all the things going on problematically in education, whether we're talking about uh, actual children's mental health or actual ability of children to learn uh, and learning loss and all the stuff they're in denial about, uh, they have um, business issue number 34. That they are debating. What's business issue number 34, you may ask? Here it is. 
NEA will publicly stand in defense of abortion and reproductive rights and encourage members to participate in activities including rallies and demonstration, lobbying and political campaigns, educational events, and other actions to support the right to abortion and person's decision about their health. How about a, how about, how about a real person's decision about their health rather than nine people's decision about all of our health? How about that? Thank you for that. Aren't you glad this is what the teachers are working on right now? Now, helpfully, they explain why they're doing this. They, they explain it in a heading called rationale slash background, which is um, an insult to the word rationale when you hear me read it. I'll quote directly. NEA is a social justice union that is a majority female and trans and gender nonconforming folks, F-O-L-X, who will fight against attacks on our members, students, families, and communities, the reproductive rights of all persons who are able to. The reproductive right, they can't say the word women. <laughs> Which makes makes it makes it problematic when the sentence before says they're a majority female and trans and gender nonconforming folks. That, that if you want to know about the state of education in this country and you want to look to the teachers union, look at that. Look at that two sentences. NEA is a social justice union that is a majority female and trans and gender nonconforming folks. They don't actually get their verb tenses right. I was saying earlier, at least Bat Midler and Deborah Messing and Pete Buttigieg get their verb tenses right. They match the nouns. NEA can't do that. If you want to understand the problem in education, the NEA can't even write a proper sentence. But at least they're doing the work that we all expected the National Education Association to be doing, social justice on behalf of of trans and gender nonconforming folks and the efforting of the reproductive rights of all persons who are able to. Well, I'm glad they're not efforting it for people who aren't able to. You know why they say that, right? You think it's silly, the reproductive rights of all persons who are able to? I mean, why would you fight for the reproductive rights of people who can't engage in reproductive You know what that's about. It's about birthing persons. It's about men birthing men giving birth. That's what this is about. Just so you know, the NEA is all about it. reminds me, who was it who said it? I don't remember who said this. It might have been Chris Rufo. It might have been someone commenting on Chris Rufo. It might have been David Reaboy. In any event, notice how this stuff works. Remember all the denial about the NEA and all the denial about this stuff going on in the classroom <laughs> and that this is what teachers care about? First, they tell you it isn't happening. That's what happens. They tell you it isn't happening. Then they tell you you have to accept it, that it is happening, but you just have to be accepting of it. And then the third step is to mandate it. It goes from denial to acceptance to mandate. That's, that's the synthesis of their argument here. That's the dialectic we engage in now, or we are engaged in with the left. Really quite incredible. You wonder why the homeschool movement is growing? You wonder why people are running for school board to change the system? I was, um, yes, nice point, Bill. Thank you. You can clear that. Somewhere along the way, it has to fit into this this syllogism of a dialectic. Somewhere along the way, they say the the culture war was started by the right. The right is responsible for the culture war. That's exactly right. Somewhere it's in there. So let's figure out this, this, uh, 
let's figure out this dialectic exactly. First, they deny it. Then they tell us we have to accept it, that it's the responsibility, it's the problem of the right that is starting a culture war, and then they mandate it because the right is fighting back against this culture war that the right supposedly started. Who started this? Who started this? It's, it's a version of the Roe versus Wade decision. The Supreme Court is taking away constitutional rights. This line of argument, don't you understand what the Supreme Court took away? The Supreme Court took away what the Supreme Court delivered. Up until 1973, there was no constitutional right to an abortion, and there's nowhere in the Constitution anyone can find where there's a constitutional right to an abortion or for a woman to choose an abortion, as the law scholars like to put it. So 49 years later, the Supreme Court realizes it erred and we're told that they took away a right that they invented out of whole cloth in the first place. None of this parses, folks. None of it, but you're supposed to believe it. Vaclav Havel, how did he put it? Vaclav Havel put it this way. It pretends they're not pretending. That's the question I don't understand. I'll throw it open to the audience, actually, because I don't know if they know they're lying or if they believe this stuff they're saying. I just can't tell. I can't tell if they believe the stuff they're peddling or if they know they're lying. I know they're pretending not to pretend. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. Portions of this show brought to you by the good folks of Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. They're fruits and veggies. I take them every single day. If you hear the energy in my voice and if you look at my PRs, which I've been so excited about lately, I've really been hitting some new limits. I attribute it all to the fruits and veggies of Balance of Nature. Yeah, and a little bit of working out too. But yeah, couldn't do it without Balance of Nature for energy, immunity, and health. All natural, 100%. Every part of it, the in and the out. Balanceofnature.com, discount code BALANCE. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Welcome, welcome. We have a uh, treat for you and a surprise, a voice you hadn't heard here in a long time coming up at the top of the next hour. Uh, Wall Street Journal on that Biden uh, note to gas uh, gas uh, producers. Business leaders have chalked up President Biden's attacks on oil companies to political cynicism, but maybe they're too generous. His tweet over the weekend ordering the gas stations to lower prices betrayed a willful ignorance about the private economy. We read it earlier, but he wrote my message to the companies. The president wrote my message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. It's the time of war and global peril, Mr. Biden tweeted Saturday. Bring down the price you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. Had Donald Trump issued such a command as president, the left would have cried authoritarian, by the way. It's embarrassing for the leader of the three world to sound like he's channeling Hugo Chavez. A Chinese state media flack praised Mr. Biden's tweet. Quote, now U.S. president finally realized that capitalism is all about exploitation. He didn't believe this before. Close quote. Or maybe he did and nobody wanted to believe it. You'd think that the president's Ivy League educated economic advisors would have informed them that large refiners own fewer than 5% of all gas stations in America. More than 60% are operated by an individual or family that owns a single store, and the rest are independently owned chains or grocery stores that sell fuel. Yeah. 
Most uh, refiners largely exited the retail business in the 2000s because of thin profit margins. I guess he wants even fewer. Bill, how am I on time? i got to hit the break, don't I? Oh, we're good for another 90 seconds? The Energy Information Administration says distribution and marketing make up about 5% of the price of gasoline in May, or $0.22 per gallon. This covers the cost of freight labor, utilities, real estate, and credit card fees. Most gas stations make a few cents a gallon in profit and stay in business mainly by selling food and other nicotine products, nicotine products. Well, the administration's taking that away, of course. It's going to be awfully hard to operate a gas. You know what? You can get rid of the high gas prices. You know how they're going to do it? The same way they got rid of felonious crime. They just redefine it. They just redefine it. It's no longer a felony. It's no longer a felony to steal items at a certain price. Well, gas prices won't be high if there are no gas stations. Same idea. Yeah, get rid of the gas stations. Whew. Okay, I'm Seth Leibson. Surprise coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.